Good morning and welcome, Patriot Radio News Hour, live on this Tuesday, the 10th of July, the year flying by. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Training Group. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Make sure you get out there. Check it out, what's going on. Uh, We are on a cell phone today. The static problem, apparently it is harder to solve than getting those kids out of that cave in, in uh, where was it, Malaysia or whatever. They finally got them all out. So uh, congratulations to them. Now if I can just figure out uh, our static issues. You know, the I had Frank, our phone guy, in, and he warned me. He goes, wait till it rains. <laughs> and it, last night, Wow. We had a great, it was fantastic. You know, no one gets excited about rain. Maybe farmers do. Uh, then people here in Arizona, we actually, my wife and I actually went outside to watch it. You know, under, you know, we were in the rain, but we were out, uh, over the overhang and, in huge winds. I guess, uh, the East Valley had it the worst where I, I heard winds were up to 70 miles an hour, but, uh, so much, much needed rain fell here in the valley of the sun and i don't know apparently that means we got static on the line uh we continue to work on it but we'll do it from the cell phone today remember today is my final show uh before i head off on to vacation the professor glenn biddle is going to be doing uh stepping in doing the shows for us uh, it'll be business as usual. We'll have spe- specials going on. Wendy's going to be in charge of giving Glenn that information. Uh, and and uh, I'm excited. I think you guys are going to love him. Uh, if you uh, are into really educating yourself, he's going to be a great source for you. A quick update here. Uh, we continue to work through the metals plan. Uh, we, we, we should have most of them done here today, tomorrow at the latest. Uh, the other people waiting on product. Our product's supposed to be here today. Uh, Colorado's product's supposed to be there as well. So, so if you've been waiting for products, uh, Jason will be calling you or Wendy will be calling you or we'll be shipping out. Uh, so it's going to be a very, very busy week. Uh, by the end of the week, we're going to be all caught up on, on the shipping department fronts. Uh, what else? Uh, a little update in Colorado. Uh, if you want to listen online, we now have a stream working. Uh, if you want to listen, you go uh, go to Shoutcast, and then in, in Shoutcast, uh, type in America News with an S News Net, America News Net, and and you should be able to find that uh, find find the station there and be able to stream back online. We're working on. Uh, getting the buttons replaced on on KHNC's website. We're also going to have that button on our website, so it'll be a lot easier for all of you. Uh, you, you can just go on to, to All American Gold and be able to get the live stream uh, from our affiliates up there in Colorado uh, very soon. So I'll, I'll keep you abreast of that. Uh, we got other news there, too. Training starts this week. Uh, we're going to learn how to uh, really use the the system that's up there and, and it's just going to be great. We got, and I've been saying it for a long time. We got a lot of great things coming. Uh, and I promise, you know, never as fast as we want them to, to happen, but they are happening. 
uh, had an interesting morning in gold. They tried to whack it this morning, and gold came all the way back. So, you know, again, more game playing. We did have the start of earnings season. Uh, wasn't off to the greatest start. Pepsi uh, had earnings out. The North American sales down. Uh, again, we're going to see big profit. But let's not confuse, right, activity with accomplishment because uh, obviously companies are going to benefit from the tax cut, but we want to take a close look at sales, and then we want to also take a look at what do they say going forward. The the good news out of Pepsi uh, this morning was they didn't lower earnings for the full year, at least not yet. Uh, Nordstrom's, on the other hand, taking it on the chin, uh, people didn't like their announcements at all. Uh, they came out with a new plan that says they're going to grow sales 5% a year for the next five years. And apparently it wasn't a very good plan because nobody believed them. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated. We do have a new watch list, a retail watch list. If we have time, uh, I'll get to that today. Uh, and then we're going to spend a lot of the show talking about, uh, not just gold, but the, the Fed and inflation. And, and there's a new report out of the Federal Reserve's own data talking about inflation and what is real, what isn't real. We're going to share that all with you. Uh, there is some fear now that the stagflation that I've been warning you about is starting to pick up, and we'll cover that as well as how much benefit do we get for every dollar of debt? How much benefit do we get for every dollar of debt that we go into? Obviously, the, the, the best answer would be if we went a dollar in debt, that we got $2 worth of growth, right, or a buck and a half. Uh, obviously, we're not even getting dollars. Uh, I'll break down those numbers for you as well. Uh, plus, Wendy's working on something right now. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a nice special coming up. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News, our final show before I head to vacation. And then uh, I'll be back on not uh, next Wednesday. I'll be back for my next show. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. The the federal, you know, we've been talking a lot about inflation. And, and really, I want to be clear on what that really means. Inflation really is increasing the money supply. And you think about what all the central banks in the world have done, right? They, we've added tens of trillions of dollars uh, to, to the money supply and inflation as we talk about it has to do with rising prices and really what it really needs to be called is devaluation because that's what it is, right? When you think about the whether it be the cow, uh, a suit, uh, uh, a box of cereal, right? A box of cereal is still a box of cereal. What makes it cost more? And the answer really is simple, is because the central banks won't stop printing money, creating money out of thin air and devaluing what you work so hard for. A uh, matter of fact, today, if you go out to our website today, 
uh, really good video uh, with Ron Paul and, and talking about what some of the states are up to and, and talking about what the founding fathers had said in the Constitution and who had the power and who didn't have power to do uh, what they're doing. Uh, but here's the problem. Okay, so let's just uh, agree that this is the system that we decided, and I say we, right? Obviously, the super uber rich elite decided this is what we wanted to go to. And we went full fiat in 1971. And, and ever since then, they've been printing money like crazy. And really, when you think about it, when did things really start ramping up? And you can really, you can trace it right back to then. And it hasn't stopped today. And, and the problem is, is they, because we don't get to audit them, because we don't get to decide how things are calculated, they get to lie about what it is that they're doing. Right? And when you think about uh, one of the things uh, in the video that I'm asking you to listen to with Ron Paul, he talked about, hey, just let currencies compete. Right? You think you've got a great one in, in the dollar? I think I'd like to do it in gold. Somebody else can do it in a Bitcoin, or you could do it in uh, whale's teeth, or just let the currencies can compete and see who wins. Right? Isn't that right? Think about capitalism at its finest, and of course they don't want that to happen, right? Which is why they they well, let's face it, from thirty three to seventy one, you couldn't even own gold in the United States, and and now. They, they tell us that the inflation rate, according to their, their PCE, is what they call it, uh, the, the inflation index preferred by the central bank, which, which uh, comes out uh, in their own little minutia of reports, sits at 2%. Okay, so the Federal Reserve says, hey, we like this one the best. And, of course, it's the lowest one. Uh, the Labor Department produces a report called the CPI, right? We This is the one that that I report on, right? It comes out every month. It's at 2.8%. Uh, and believe it or not, and this is the best part because you can really uh, dig in, two different, two different Federal Reserve banks, the Atlanta Federal Reserve, in the New York Federal Reserve have now started releasing its own measure of inflation, which they call underlying inflation. Yeah, so, so I guess there's more than one kind, right? There's, at least according to the people, the academics, hey, there's, there's all kinds of inflation. There's there's underlying inflation. There's the consumer price index gauge for inflation. There's the PCE, which is a price deflator for inflation. And none of them, none of them actually track real inflation. Now, I will say this, the underlying index, at least does a better job because one of the things they that they they put into their data, they actually added dozens of more variables, and, and some of them outside of just the price of something, 
uh, uh, they put the unemployment rate in there. What does that have to do with inflation? Nothing, but it's in there, right? They put stock prices in there, bond yields in there. Uh, the purchasing managers indexes are in there, right? All, none of these things have any relevance to any of it. But yet here it is, right? Because they want to confuse and they don't want you to be able to understand what is really happening. But here's what unfortunately happened for both of them. Their number came in at 3.7. And in, and I'm telling you, right, my guess is it's somewhere around 6 maybe it's around 8%, something to that effect. But now the we have two different Federal Reserve banks that both agree that inflation or quote-unquote underlying inflation is 3.7%. Now, unless you're getting a raise of 4% a year every single year, it means what? You have less money every year. Year after year after year. What is even more troubling, though, is that the they took it for the last 15 months. Okay, so they went back and they compiled all this data and they started to look at it and and they could never come up with a number that even remotely came close to the number that they like to tell us is the inflation rate. And you gotta start thinking about if they're not able to produce any type of factual reports that can confirm what they say is true. And when everybody here is living something far, far different. And and then you start to wonder how it is that these people could be in charge of our economic well-being. Because the realities are they really aren't in charge of our economic well-being. What they're in charge of is the destruction and the robbing of our labor. Because that's what inflation is. That's what it does. It devalues your paycheck. And they come out, and it was, is it ironic that all of a sudden, that right after the financial crisis, which they didn't see coming, anybody with an IQ of higher than room temperature saw it coming, but they didn't. Of course, let's face it, remember now, they didn't create it either, right? No, no, no. I mean, they... They just print money. It wasn't our fault. And they come out with an inflation target that they say is 2%. Right? And think about everybody, 10,000 people every day sign up for Social Security. And guess what? Those COLA adjustments is based upon the number that they give out. Anybody that lives on a fixed income, that's probably to be the, the best test of all, right? Is what the real, what's the real rate of inflation? And just take uh, the people that are on Social Security that have a fixed income, you know what it is every month, and you go back and say, here's your expenditures in 2007, 2008, 2009, 10, 11, you'd have a real good number. Of course, they don't want to do that. Right, because that first of all, that makes sense and it's easy, right? They have all that data, but they know that if you did it that way, you would we'd realize the truth. 
And, and uh, you know what was so funny is Illinois, and I know we've talked about Illinois quite a bit and their broke pensions, but it, it's something where I think it goes hand-in-hand hand with the amount of debt that we spend, what our, the bang for our buck is. The Federal Reserve now has reports saying that inflation is running significantly higher than what they ever told us it was going to be. And then Illinois has come out with uh, another report on pensions, and it really goes hand-in-hand. Okay, and and I'm gonna I'm just gonna share uh, some about 30 years worth of data. So 87, 97, 07, yeah, 31 years worth of data. Okay, and this is just Illinois. So over the last three decades, obviously Illinois has five major state-run pension plans. In 1987. The state-run pension plan totaled $18 billion, okay? That was it, $18 billion. Today, it's $208 billion. That's a 1,067% increase. So over 30 years, the liability of the pension plan has gone up about Oh, 35% a year, you know, give or take. You know, don't worry, there's no inflation, right? It's only 2%. The state's budget, okay, the general fund, it was up over that same period 236%, okay? So you think about cost of pensions is up a thousand percent a thousand and sixty seven percent the state's tax revenue only went up 236 percent you kind of see the problem household income was only up a hundred and twenty seven percent inflation according to I guess the Federal Reserve, was up 111%. See, don't worry, you're still, you still got a few dollars, right? Of course, now let's face it, pensions are totally broke. The general fund is broke. Uh, the, the, but I think the, the, the thing that struck me as the most important thing over 30 years, this is what's happened to us. They don't want to tell you the truth. Obviously, inflation can't be 111% over the last 30 years. It can't be. Pension cost increased by 1,067%, right? And we see the disconnect, and yet nobody wants to talk about it. How about our own federal government? So let's face it, you're like, well, I don't care about that double. I don't live in Illinois. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, someone's going to bail out Illinois, and I got a pretty uh, good idea who it's going to be. Yeah, you know who it's going to be, right? All of us, because... You can't let the state of Illinois go under, I, I don't think. I mean, maybe, who knows? Maybe that'll be the end of it all. How about us? How about the the federal government? Do they agree with the central bank that inflation's only 2%? For every $1 of debt, okay, so in other words, the government 
right? We're going to go a trillion dollars into debt this year, right? In one year. We now only get 44 cents of that dollar, right? So, so all of a sudden you're like, well, what happened? What happened to the other, you know, 56%? Where did it go? 10 years ago, in the middle of 2008, two months away from the most severe financial crisis since the Great Depression, right, which I I guess they're referring to Lehman Brothers, the size of the U.S. economy, okay, and this is the, the measure that they use today, GDP, stood at 14.8% trillion dollars. The national debt was $9.5 trillion. GDP since then, since 2008, has grown nearly 35%. How big has our debt grown, and what does that have to do with inflation? We'll talk about that next. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Nobody wants airport-style security at every public school, but no one wants more mass murders either. Yet rather than helpful suggestions to prevent more school shootings after the Santa Fe shooting in May, the only things filling the airwaves were senseless attempts to blame President Donald Trump. Jimmy Kimmel, the late-night comedian who broke the record for the lowest Oscar audience ever when he hosted this year, insisted that Trump and the GOP were somehow cowardly because they supposedly, quote, care more about the support of the NRA than they do about children, end quote. But none of the usual remedies, such as banning assault rifles, a ban on high-capacity magazines, stricter background checks, tougher mental health screening, or closing the so-called gun show loophole, would have prevented this tragedy. Yet that hasn't stopped gun controllers from proposing the same litany of legislation. Kimmel pontificated, the only way we can make a meaningful impact is if we vote for politicians who will do something. But Kimmel didn't say what that something might be. If he meant banning shotguns and revolvers in Texas, perhaps Kimmel himself was too cowardly to propose something so absurd. An assistant secretary of education in the Obama administration suggested that parents keep their kids out of school until Congress passes, quote, background checks for all gun purchases, a ban on assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, and funding for gun research, end quote. In response to this suggestion, Arne Duncan, who was Obama's longest-serving cabinet member, tweeted, This is brilliant. What if no children went to school until gun laws changed to keep them safe? Not attending public school is something some conservatives have been saying for years, after witnessing the rapid deterioration in culture and values there. It's ironic that Obama's Secretary of Education might finally be right for the wrong reason. Make no mistake, if Democrats take control of Congress and have the votes to block Trump's nominees for judges, courts will toss out the Second Amendment by permitting severe restrictions on gun ownership and mandatory gun registration to be followed by gun confiscation. This has already happened in Great Britain and Australia, followed by predictable rises in non-gun crimes. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The hypocrisy and lies of the liberal media are alarming and even incite public unrest. 
But the fake news and the commentators whose slant coverage are finally being exposed. At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to provide timely alerts and take effective action on your behalf. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. So during the break, uh, Wendy came back, back into the studio. She she is, I'm, I'm excited. So we've got an item. Uh, we, we're chasing it, chasing it, chasing it. I finally got it done. This is, I don't remember the last time We've run them on the air. We used to run them quite a bit, uh, but then they disappeared. You couldn't get them anymore, and, and you never could get them in quantity. Uh, but today and today only, there is one hundred two and a half dollar Indian. Okay, so this this is the male version. Uh, the, it's got the the male Indian and his you know the war headdress and. It's got that enqueued design, like the five dollar. Uh, but this is the two and a half dollar Indian, and and they're two hundred and seventy five bucks, which has been the cheapest price uh, in, in a number of years on those. But today we've got a hundred available, which I'm going to tell you right now. I don't know that we've ever had that many available ever. The lowest price that probably, what would you say, Wendy? Eight, nine years? Something like that, at least. Probably going back to the financial crisis. Uh, $255 on these $2.5 Indians. I mean, this is as fractional as it gets in old gold. I mean, they did make a $1 coin. And I'll tell you this, we've sold a few $1, but they are so, the $1 coins were so small, you, you'd think they were fake. And so I always was worried that people would, would throw them away and they're outrageously expensive to begin with. So if you want to really, you want to pick something up that we don't, you don't get a lot of, we don't see a lot of them, uh, the best coin design, at least in my humble opinion, the male version of the Indians, uh, these are two and a half dollar Indian. There's a hundred available. Probably cheapest price in ten years. Two hundred and fifty five dollars at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I think great way for me to end up right. Something that we haven't done in a long time. And when you talk about uh, a cheap, the cheapest price in a decade, you take advantage. So there's bunch of stuff out. Right, we can watch Wall Street, and we can watch the gold price, and we can talk about trade wars and Brexit and all this other stuff. But what really is happening underneath it all is we've got this debt that has been created out of thin air. We don't even really know how to quantify it all, and then they try to tell us how much that they've devalued things. So in this recap, and, and now granted, this is only just the last 10 years, okay? And wait for the next 10, because the numbers get far worse. But at least according to the Federal Reserve's logic, okay, there's been no inflation, right? I think we at all would agree. If, if, if the Federal Reserve was to be believed, 
let's say 1% over the last 10 years, right? Because I think three or four times there was no COLA adjustments at all, uh, but at most 1%. Now, according to how they measure GDP, the economy grew essentially 3.5% a year. And the Federal Reserve, their goal is they want that inflation number to be well below the GDP growth. Because if they came out and said, hey, inflation's running at 4% a year, and you only got a 35% GDP number, you know, thirty that would be 40%. You only got a 35% GDP number. You actually would say, well, minus inflation, we're actually contracting. And so now we kind of understand why it is the Federal Reserve needs to lie, right? They can't come out and tell you the truth. If, if, if the Atlanta Fed and the New York Fed are to be believed in this new underlying inflation number, that's 3.7%, then essentially what they would have to say is we are in a period of negative growth. The only growth we have is the value of your dollar is, is falling more than the growth of the economy. If you look at the national debt, and this is kind of where I kind of come in and I'm like, you know, if we really had it working the way they said, these two numbers should be about the same, but they're not. The national debt went from $9.5 trillion to over $21 trillion. That's an increase of 122%, or about 12, well, 12.2% per year, right, to get the 35% growth in GDP. So you, now we kind of know what happened to the money. The debt-to-GDP ratio now stands at 106%. Right now, remember, they tell you it's not that high right? Because they use the smaller number. Hey, we don't want to count all the student loan debt that nobody's paid, and we don't want to count for this and that, but that's the real number, 106% and and growing. Meaning that the national debt now is larger than the entire U.S. economy. The problem is the way it's been used, right? We're talking about how we're using the debt. And really, when you think about this, our money that's being spent, why is it that we collect? We think about it. We collect over three trillion dollars, three point one, three point two trillion dollars, and we are going to have a record debt level outside of war in the history of the United States. And we're going to have it this year, and then we're going to have it next year, and then the following year, and the following year, and the following year after that. And guess what? I, there's a lot more followings, but I'm running out of breath. And now they're starting to say for every dollar that's being spent, we're down to 44 cents. And the problem is, is they think by the next 10 years, that number's going to be cut in half. So for every dollar of debt we go into, we're only going to get like 20 cents worth of growth. And then eventually what happens? They're like, well, 
I guess you go to Venezuela at that point, and you just start bartering because no one can afford any. If you took a million dollars, you could pay cash for a single property that costs a million dollars, right? Or, you know, what we like to do is we're like, yeah, we don't want to do that. We'll borrow $10 million from the million dollars, right? And you're hoping that things work out, right? And this is kind of what the government's been doing is over-borrowing, hoping for the great green grass to start growing, and it's not happening. It's actually going the other way. Take the Radio News Hour. Pick up those two-and-a-half-dollar Indians. We'll be back right after the break. 800-951-0592. Gold's $1,256. Uh, down about three bucks. Uh, silver, uh, down about two cents at 1604 uh, the Dow's up about a hundred points on. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's the Dow. You never know, right? Who, who knows? Uh, we did get some earnings out. None of them spectacular. Uh, and, and really, the sales part is is the the part that uh, worries the most. And and you know they they'll want to talk about percent profit. But we already know most of that having to do with the tax cuts. How's the real economy doing? Um, and we'll wait and find out. You know, it's better than what it was. But you think about it. I'm trying to to figure out when did we grow at three and a half percent over the last ten years? I mean, but that's the numbers. That's what they say. And again, I'm like, wait, I've been here. I've been doing the show every day. I mean, I know we had negative growth at oh eight, oh nine. Right, and then the you know remember then we started all the quantitative easing stuff, and I mean Obama would have like what a quarter here or a quarter there where he got the four percent once or twice, he got the three percent plus, you know maybe four or five times, but that's it. Uh, but but nonetheless, this is kind of the 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 minutia of numbers that they put out, but really what we need to understand is we grew the nation's debt by almost $12 trillion. Matter of fact, by the end of the year, by the end of this year, we'll have grown it by $12 trillion. GDP only went up 5 So essentially we're burning through all of this debt, and now here's the sad part. Those weren't bad debt years. I mean, there was a couple bad debt years, but we're getting ready to take those all out, right? All the the uh, Afghanistan and Iraq wars and the uh, the national emergency that was the collapse of Lehman Brothers, right? The whole banking system was going to go under. And even then, we only ran a deficit of like $1.4 trillion. We're probably going to break that number this year. Well, the real number will break it, but we'll break the, even the smaller number, we'll break that by 2020. No war, no financial crisis, none of those things, and yet they come out here and try to tell you that inflation is less than 2%. Are you kidding me? Of course it's not. Look at what's really happening. Look at the amount of money we're suffocating in it. And the reason why GDP isn't growing is everybody, their paychecks keep getting smaller. Right? And what I mean by that, the number isn't smaller. Hey, I'm still getting, 
5000 a month. I'm still making 10000 a month, whatever it is. But yet, when I'm finished writing out all the bills, every year I've got a little less left over and a little less left over and a little less left over. And pretty soon, you get the report that we got yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Man, it was debt. Personal consumer debt numbers. Uh, they came in for yesterday. I want to say if it was a... I think it was yeah, a, a June number uh, where we have now exceeded any levels of debt, credit cards, auto, student loans, all broke records again. Uh, the United States, they're just tapped out, right? And even, even though student loans and autos were the lion's share, credit card debt held by the public hit another record high as more and more people got to use them just to get by. And then now there is a big study out. Actually, MarketWatch did this one. And this is one that is close to my heart because my oldest starts college this year, right? Then in August, he goes off. My wife and I start paying. Uh, We're, like I said, very fortunate uh, for him and his ability to play football to save us from having to pay huge amounts. The class, the college class of 2016 will graduate with an average, think about every single kid in college. Right? And you know a bunch of them go for free, right? Their parents are wealthy, the other borrow everything, is now going to graduate with 30 thousand dollars in debt that includes all the kids that dropped out right so think about this i didn't even get to graduate i went i borrowed a bunch of money didn't graduate thirty thousand dollars in debt uh which is the latest that is on track it's just it's uh increasing uh every single year but they're saying here's the good part they're saying that it's slowing down the problem is, guess what? Here's where it's picking up. The debt amongst parents who are sending their kids to college is now skyrocketing. So that was just the debt for the kids, right? But when you put the parents on top, now they're saying that the average 32596 Dollars is how much parents are now going in debt on top of their kids going into debt about thirty grand. By the way, that's an increase of nineteen point two percent from twenty twelve. Right. So again, there's no inflation. Right. Five thousand two hundred forty. $4 more today for a parent to send their kid to college than there was six years ago. What is that? $800 a month? $900 a month? $950 a, I mean, a year, excuse me, every year? 5 thousand extra dollars today than six years ago. I don't know how that's possible. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment coming up. A 
800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Final show for me. I'm going to take a much-needed vacation. Uh, going to go see my brother. Uh, my mom's coming in. We're going to do, you know, uh, me and my brother are going to play a little golf. We're going to go do a little whitewater rafting and, and, you know, just have a real vacation. I don't remember the last time I actually took a whole week off at one time. Uh, just excited about that. Glenn Biddle, Glenn, the professor, is going to take over while I'm gone. Uh, and Jason will be around as well. Uh, we've got all kinds of product landing here, uh, both here in Phoenix and in Colorado. Uh, Wendy and Jason are going to work their way through that. Got a fantastic special today. This, this never happens. Never get this many on the $2.5 Indians. Uh, they're only 255 bucks, which is as far as a, one of the cheapest prices I can even remember, uh, on a two and a half dollar Indian. They're two hundred, uh, and fifty-five dollars a piece at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Um, where were we, what else we got? The, the metals plan. Those have been going out, uh, and we'll, and, and, and we'll continue to go out and, and we should be, pretty much through them hopefully before the end of the week wendy will have them all wrapped up and have all of those out to all of you that are waiting on that as well and really just be all caught up and when i get back next week we'll start it all over again uh but i just it truly is amazing just to send your kid to college five grand more than six years ago Right, so you, if you made an extra five grand a year, right, this now, right, you okay, you stayed in place if you had a kid going to college, right? That doesn't include your health care costs and all these costs, and it's it's ridiculous that what they try to claim the inflation number is. We see it in the debt. Uh, now the debt we're we're spending uh, for every dollar, we're only getting forty four cents of of boom for your buck, your bang for your buck. Uh, and that number is expected to be cut in half again. Uh, now we're talking about debts that are going to be somewhere near $40 trillion. You better buckle down. Get ready. Keep putting it away. And listen, let's hope, let's all hope we don't have to use it. 800-951-0592, Patriot Radio News Hour. Uh, last show for me and before we head out. And then I, you know what? Things I, and I didn't even get to, by the way, BMW. They are the largest exporter of cars to China. Right? Remember, I told you that the other day. They built a plant here to ship them over to China. They announced today that they are going to be, they have reached a deal with, uh, I'm trying to think, the, the, their Chinese pro, uh, partner, Brilliance Automotive Group that they are now going to increase the amount of vehicles that they build in China uh, and start, well, building less of them here in the United States. Uh, the plant that they have in Spartanburg, I think it's, uh, yeah, Spartanburg, South Carolina, employs 10,000 people. Uh, BMW saying that they've reached an agreement with their Chinese partner uh, that they are going to build five, wow, 520,000 cars uh, in China. 800 951 0592. Everyone, get, 
Enjoy the time. I'm going to have a great time off. I'll come back with a bunch of stories. Until then, have a great week, everybody. 